0: hello uh, welcome to vaguely music i am kelsey jacobson
1: and i'm ryan Strumpler,
0: and we're happy to have you back for today's podcast
1: yep so just for the record uh, kelsey and i were just bouncing back and forth wondering what to talk about and so she does not know And I just rallied about having an idea, and that's how much
0: I trust you, Ryan.
1: Yeah, this is quite quite deadly. So (laughs) I want to talk about as a performer, as a teacher, as a musician, as a creative, what to do when it's not there. This is something you're gonna you're gonna experience in your field Hmm. consistently, right? That like we have this perception that every gig is gonna be magical, and every lesson is gonna be something that you teach, and it's gonna change and you will have those but what do you do when the spark's not there everybody's got tricks there's always a handful of things to do and this is very relative um because musicians put a lot of stock in their performance whether that's teaching practicing playing gigs this is what we do yeah. a lot of people base their personality and their well-being off of the success on how they do might not be from other people but like Oh, that was a crappy gig. Like, I must not i be be a crappy person. Is not that far of a line to dip away from?
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true.
1: So I want to like let's let's seeing go in. It, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, seeing as, go
0: as you're the more inspired one tonight, does that mean I have to start on this topic? Is that what that means? Yeah. What do I do, do when there's nothing there yeah. in my brain? Um. Oh, what do I do? Um. Well, my first my immediate first is I switch to something else right off the bat because I, um, I tend to be high anxiety anyway. So if I fixate on the fact that I'm not able to do something in the moment, then a lot of times I, I, that just becomes the gerbil wheel of failure and oh, why can't I, why can't I, this should be, I've been working, da, 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 right? So I've learned that my first thing is, is I just switch gears and um and let my mind go someplace else take the stress of having to deliver in the moment now that's obviously not not the case if you're gigging right Right. like if this this excludes like a live performance that it's like i have to pull it together now but for other situations whether it's practice songwriting um anything creative anything creative um I will, I will go clean something if I have to. Actually, cleaning tends to be one of the first things that I go to. Um, not that my house is clean, I promise. Um, but it is. I find it mentally soothing, and it's a repetitive action that also doesn't require thought. So my brain can wander. And then in the wandering, sometimes I tend to inadvertently circle around whatever was the block in that moment. And the wonderful thing about cleaning Is that there is no time frame on that either because it's always gonna be there for you to do. So if something really hits you in the moment and it's like, Oh, oh, that's cool, I like that. I wonder what that is. I can go sit down somewhere, write it down, record it, you know, pick up an instrument, whatever the case may be, and there's no like SOS, I can't leave this task that I suddenly picked up and started doing. So that's my first first go to response right now.
1: So yeah, let's we'll we'll split it up into um performing and non-performing basically performing covering lessons and and gigging and recordings yeah so in the non-performing thing my go-to is to hop in the car or go for a walk i love driving as long as it's not in the city or on like i can deal with highway to get to and from but i will go drive around through the woods and if i'm writing i'll put whatever i'm i'm writing and i'll put it on loop i'm a guitar player first we put our hands on stuff but I should be a musician first. So what I do is I, I listen to it a bunch. I listen, I listen, I listen. I, I'll record my practice or I'll record the song and I'll just listen. And then about like the third time, I'll, I'll start to be able to, I'll start to be able to like hear it like, oh, that should be a pre-chorus there. I should cut that in half or I'll start singing melodies along to it. And the, the musician's ear will start to, the fun will come back. Because when you have an instrument in your hands, or you're singing, or you're doing something, yeah, you get frustrated at the fact that you can't do the thing, whatever the thing is, whether that's yeah, right. That, the part that, far, that right.
0: moment of when you hear something, because right, the artist in you, it happens in your mind first. You have it. You have you hear something, or you vision, you envision something, and then you try to recreate it in the real world in a tangible form of some sort and that's yeah the frustration comes in the gap between like this is what i envision and then this is what i got how did this happen
1: (laughs) yeah and that's 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 real annoying too when you when you write you're you're writing and then you wanna you know you keep writing you keep shaping you keep shaping you keep shaping and then all of a sudden you hit this roadblock and then you go back and listen to it and then you'll find the answer is usually there and I always tell this with my students when when we're working on ear ear training uh, when we're working on learning songs and melodies and solos by ear that like a lot of stuff in music will be vague blurry oh, does this sound like the right chord uh you know well it's got a lot of the same no blah, blah 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 but the real answer will usually hit you over the head yeah like when you get it right music has a weird way of being like bing 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 that's yeah. the answer. I think the same way for writing or practicing or anything. So you listen to it and you go third time, like every time, and this is, you know, I'll listen to it like eight or nine times as I'm driving around. And if I know every single time I hear something, I go, that should really be doubled. That should really be doubled. That should really be, then it's, yeah. and then it's, that's the answer. But I think what you and I both shared is that, there's a sense of removing yourself from the situation that yeah. needs to be done if you can. So the first step, I think, for what do you do when you don't have the spark, right, Yep. is remove yourself from the situation. Go live. I had a great college professor who, you know, this is such a deep quote for, for, for the professor who was a real goofball. But if you don't go outside, if you don't go live life, you have nothing to write and play music about.
0: Yeah which is huge though
1: yeah it's totally true like you've got to have the the whatever technique you need to facilitate your dreams or whatever but you've yep. also got to have something to do and it doesn't mean that like you have to go live at one-to-one yeah but go outside and enjoy and you know enjoy the sunshine Creating enjoy can
0: it. be a very um giving process it's like you you feel here envision something or you whatever the case you have something that you create and then give away to your audience and to the greater community and if you don't take time to experience and take things in yeah you you burn out yeah the whether it's and and this doesn't have to be your own songwriting per se but just just the act of creating any kind of sound and and then expressing it is an act of giving that away from yourself.
1: Yeah, practicing is a big one because when you're practicing, when you're trying to facilitate some level of technique or get something down, it becomes your world for that moment. You wanna focus as much as you can to get that thing right. And you need to have both extremes. You need to understand that what you're doing is very important to you and that's why you're putting in time and energy and effort and you need to also remove it and understand that it doesn't matter and that you as a human being are gonna be judged by yourself on different qualities. And you, you literally have the one thing that matters, which is time. Yeah, You have time and people might say, well, I'm busy, but well, not time in like the sense of a week, but in a sense of longevity of whatever mm-hmm. it needs. Like, do you need three months to get this, this part down? Do you need, It sometimes it's taken me years before I understood concepts from, from high school. That I'm yeah. still unfolding right now. Like, you have the one thing you have is whatever allotted amount of time you have, um, and that's. I think both need to understanding that because you can't be willy nilly and be like, oh, I'll get. Like, you have to have a level of drive and frustration, or else you won't push yourself to the wall. Yeah, and then you need to understand that the wall is there so you can go out and breathe.
0: Right. So, so essentially, you approach that. The, the non-performing roadblock as okay time to step away, time to do something distracting to my brain and then kind of come and back it, so that it's like I've had a chance to let my thought process and creativity breathe and move and
1: yeah so it, so I like I'll know it too. I um, I I really love striking out. And then getting back up on, you know. Yeah. I'm very antsy when it comes to that. So when I know that I, I didn't have it, you know, or that it wasn't there yet. And I'll, I'll listen. I'll take some time. And when I'm driving around, I'll listen to what I was practicing in. And then I won't. And I'll let my mind race. Because I won't put on anything else. Yeah. When I'm when I'm in distraction mode from driving oh, I from gigs, like, I, I won't listen to anything. I won't listen to anything. I'll just let my mind race yeah. and come up with a billion different ideas and then I'll get super excited be like no 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 it's time to go back and then I'll drive home and you know nobody can see it I can't it now, be but.
0: quite that Like, that's I think where something like the cleaning like the task mm-hmm. of like I have to do this task because if I allow myself to sit on it that much unfortunately it does become a race and for me it doesn't that's like the gerbil wheel race yep. it doesn't go anywhere for me so I have to have something that at least pulls my focus out of that process, otherwise it'll. I can sit there and think until days have gone by and I'll be like, oh, look, I'm still in the same place. Yep. But it's funny how sometimes five minutes of me, you know, having to, you know, calculate and come up with a task or approach of how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then all of a sudden things just like click into place and it's just like, oh, oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Would it, how do you... Um, how do you handle it in a performing situation um, slash teaching slash, you know, so time frame situation?
1: I, I want to win whatever winning is defined for me. So winning is playing the best gig I can play to make the band I'm with sound awesome, to make whoever is with me the best version of themselves while still trying to hold my own and do that. Um, when it's not on, and it took me a long time to do this. I used to try to start fires, if that makes sense. Okay. Like I would, I knew it wasn't, so I'd force, I'd force, I'd force, I'd force, I'd force. Because I I am not, for people who know me, one of my firm weaknesses in life is letting a situation just be fail yeah and like i don't do that well i think that works in my favor for some things and then it doesn't in others you know there's there's gives and takes for everything it wasn't and check this out it wasn't until i started watching basketball that i really felt like i became a better gigging musician because i would watch guys like steph curry is one of my favorite basketball players he's you know he's a point guard so he'll, he'll distribute the ball I wouldn't it wasn't until I started watching him shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and miss for an entire three you know three quarters and not seem wrestle just like yeah but I'll get the next one but I'll get the next one like not oh I'm gonna get it like oh, like rally or anything but just like the the security that knowing that like all I need to do is see one fall in and then I'm gonna like all I need is one All I need is one. And that changed my mindset. Took a long time for it to seep in. But for gigging now, when there's nothing there on my end, where I feel like the gig, the band in general is flat, I don't worry about starting fires and trying to like, I'm, I'm not that. All I'm looking around is like, all we need is one. All we need is one. We just need one spark. I don't need to light the entire fire. I don't need to overuse my energy and then all of a sudden I'm forcing things and my time is crummy and I'm pushing too hard on the guitar. And so I'm out of tune, my tone, like my phrasing is I'm trying too hard and I'm digging in too much. I'm peaking too early. I'm adding too much. Like all we need is one. And so my job is just to be patient, not passive, but patient and look around and communicate with whoever I have to create that one. And that's why I like playing in a band more than doing solo stuff because like, all I need to do is just look around for the band and see, okay, who's, what's the magic moment? What's the magic moment? I'm ready for it because all we need is one. And then once we're all looking around and we all hit that one lick together and we're smiling or the ending's tight, I know I can grab that. So it took a long time. I used to be the guy who would chokehold the gig. Like the band wasn't working or I wasn't. And I'd be like, yeah, that solo was crummy, but the next one's going to be sick. And I know, and I'm like getting too riled up. And it's like, yeah, but now you added too much, man. Like it's good that I think it's always easier to reduce in life than to add. Yeah. Well, so
0: funny enough, the first thing I was going to say, the first thing, um, so I get tired early which is not ideal for a gigging musician, right? So, you know, gigs start at 10 o'clock at night and I'd show up and I'd be like, I was ready for bed an hour and a half ago. (laughs) Just saying. But it did inform how I approached playing because I was already out of energy. So unfortunately, the go all in was fine for shows that started earlier or were only a 45 minute set and it was like, bam, done, power set. And, uh, but for the full gigs, or I will also hold this to the long days of teaching where you start early, end late, no breaks, blah, 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 blah. I realized that it's like, I'm going to simplify things, everything, I'm going to simplify my performance. I'm going to simplify what I teach. I'm going to simplify everything, not necessarily with the end goal of making my life easier because some of, I think, the best teaching moments I've had and some of the best performance moments have come out of it just for the reason that you were describing, which was, you're not overamped, you're not overdoing, you're not over teaching. You are just genuinely sitting in the moment, right? Which can make for a great musician or teacher is just sitting in the moment and taking in exactly where I'm at, exactly where my co-performers are at, and or where my students are at. It's like where is everybody at right now? We're gonna sit here and be here. And sometimes it's actually not, um, at least I've found, the, um, you're not as far away from having a, an amazing night, an amazing performance, an amazing day of teaching as you think. It actually doesn't have to go anywhere. The amazing performance comes out of a much more relaxed, loose, comfortable presentation of, of yourself and your, and your art. Um, and you're not screaming necessarily to present a new thought, a new idea, the next best thing, you're just sitting in it and you're saying, okay, I'm going to create this. I'm feeling, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what I've got. And when I've simplified anything where I'm taking solos or vocal improvisations or teaching concepts and I boil them down to something very basic easy for me to teach if it's a long day of teaching and I have to lay out different concepts. It's much easier to do that if it's lots of really straightforward, simpler concepts. And then it tends to be the moment that the student goes, oh wow, yeah, I really get it. And, and that has just been my go-to, is always to simplify it. and not it's not um it's not a taking the easy route it's seeing what the most effective moment is and the shortest path between x and z whatever that may be and that's that's been huge because i think for me i will if i'm already burnt out whether it's creatively or just exhausted um trying to do, trying to reform the wheel just because I'm like, Oh, it's performance time. It's I got to redo it. I got to make something brand new. It's like, Oh, well, I think that'll just kind of end up manifesting by itself really naturally because that is what creativity is. And if you start it in the moment, then it just takes form.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, there's a substantial difference between both of us talking about being in the moment. Um, being being confident in ourself um, and then being passive about it, right? Like yep. sitting in the moment and ex- accepting that you're there comes with the next statement of, okay, I'm accepting that I'm here and I'm not and this isn't a dead end. This is an opportunity. Yep. This is going to be something and whatever it is, I'm going to be there for it and not being like oh, I don't have it tonight, and that's it, and it's like, no, no, no. you can be like, okay, this is a little weird tonight, cool, well, I'm going to be sticking around, I'm going to be communicating, I'm going to be the best version of myself that I can offer right now, and it's weird too, some of the nights I haven't been good, I played with some awesome, awesome musicians who, who could take over nights, not selfishly, but when I didn't have it, they read that, and they were just like, cool, like, yeah, like, they started bringing energy. They started communicating. They started leading, and it was it it was really like, you know, there is a level of like you have to accept it, but you can't be passive and it. You have to accept it, but you can't accept it being the end. Like it can't be, oh, I'm uh, I'm like I don't have it tonight. Cool, I guess I'm just not gonna have it. I guess I'm not gonna have it. I guess this is like it's like no, you you, you could still do way better than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, I will say one. Well, share one story about how I came to this philosophy. It's by screwing up really hard. Um, Back in a band I was in, we had a gig in Plymouth at this beautiful, beautiful restaurant right on the water. Like you can tell by how fancy a place is by how much is like how much glass there is. Like in general, yeah, especially near the water, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were hired there we were hired kind of from a friend of the person who was you know friend of a friend kind of situation and we played and the band didn't have it and i didn't either and i forced it so hard and i just kept trying to like get the band to play like you know i kept i was being really selfish because i didn't have it yeah and that's a deadly game i'm not on tonight i'm not feeling creative so i'm gonna take over yeah i'm gonna make it happen it's like wow, you just ran into a pothole and then swerved into another pothole on purpose. Yeah. Like way to take down the entire car because you hit one pothole. Yeah. And that's tough. And it, like that was my ego. But I, but I, and the problem was it didn't come from a place of of crumminess from my bandmates or like, it didn't come from like, I have to sound great. Like I, I, I it was like, I wanted it. I wanted to do well. I wanted, you know, like, I wanted to sound good. I wanted to bring this somewhere. I wanted to do something, and it—it was like, it was awful. We sounded so bad, and they never asked us back. Yeah, and because well, I I think it it, takes a
0: lot of. I feel like it takes a lot of self self awareness to know when you are, um, not in a good creative space, and a certain level of professionalism to be able to go okay, now I have to perform slash record slash teach and still be good. Like I am here with other people or I'm here when you might be a soloist, right? So maybe you perform on your own, but you are still there for the bar, restaurant, private party that hired you. That audience who's, who's sort of, hoping that you're going to lighten their night out or whatever the case may be. And so for you to know where you are in the moment, if you're having a rough time when it comes to music making, if you are uninspired, if you are, whatever the case may be, that's where your professionalism of a, knowing your instrument well enough that you can get through a gig comfortably but also knowing that if you're not on your game to go like you were just saying that extra trying to push for that extra everything that extra show that extra this that extra that you're not doing yourself any favors because there has to be um there has to be a certain level of genuine inspiration and um it, it, it sort of emotional, creative motivation behind that. Otherwise, it it comes off as a very messy, disconnected yeah. performance. It doesn't make sense, even if you are by yourself. I've seen soloists do this, like acoustic performers, play guitar, play whatever their accompaniment instrument is and sing, and I've seen them like turn themselves into a tizzy, trying to turn a room of six or seven people into... Like a hop and rave feel. And it's yep. like, well, no, sometimes the room is six or seven people, and those people can be enjoying you as long as you are enjoying yourself and being in it. But if you're trying to force something into something it's not for your performance, then, you know, it's just going to be uncomfortable for everybody at yeah. that point. But so that takes a certain amount, like a pretty solid amount of self-awareness as a performer. You have to get to know what a situation, what situations are malleable, like which ones have to, which ones have to be handled a little bit and where what that line is for you between professionalism and being on your game and, you know, maintaining your stage presence as a performer and then what is just going beyond where you need to be and give you the sort of creative continual burnout hit the wall
1: yeah and i think a lot of it too is like when you're playing with other people is trust and when you're playing by yourself actually you know, in, in general but like when trusting the room that you like can't read everybody's mind and so stop trying to like you don't know what people are doing to get to that point through the day through the week and so just do you do what people have hired you or what you're there to do at the highest level you can. Cause you don't need to like, you don't know what's going to happen. So just, mm-hmm. so to, to go back to, to the gig, I wanted to, because I had this sense of like, and part of it was from how the band went was like, okay, I am the energy guy. I'm like the, the, like the, the band director cueing everything kind of yeah, setting yeah, the tone yeah. and like, I have to, I have to, I have to. And it was like, and it doesn't come from a place of like, well, you know, on this, it's like, cool. This is what I have to do. This is my responsibilities. And it's like, there's an ego to that. And there is also a sense of lack of trust and not everything comes from a place of malice for all of this kind of things so you're going to find in general, a lot of things in life don't come from a place of malice, Yep. but there is a sense of lack of trusting your bandmates. It's like, it's okay if you're not on it tonight. And you might not be the person who cues every ending and you still might not be on it. You know, like every circumstance is going to be different. Yeah. Um, But if you're not on it, you need to trust the people you're around. And that's really hard when you don't have it, because that means you have to be incredibly vulnerable. Yes. You have to be open. You don't have to communicate to them. Like give your musicians credit. People can hear when it's there and when it's not. And now give them trust that doesn't mean that they think you're a crummy person. And if they do, then they've got a warped perception of what a person is.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that's, you know, being conscientious of the kinds of people that you have in um, in your groups. So you can have phenomenal musicians and so they will be absolutely capable of covering you musically, but they might not be great people in day-to-day life and so their read on you and your state of musical creativity self-awareness um just general sense of being present in the gig you know they might not care one way or the other they're they're showing up they're doing their job really well and everybody else can go figure it out um and then you can have people who are wonderful people but don't have the musicianship to cover you when you're burnt so the perfect world, of course, and what every what every person hopes for is to find the combination of of band members that is like, wow, you are, you know, a great person who can is emotionally connected enough to the to the group or the band members that they are aware of the peaks and ups and downs that that people might. Be experiencing, and they're enough of a musician that they can then help create a sense of balance in a group. When you're by yourself, um, then that just really comes down to you got you've got to know your own limits and what you're able to consistently do to maintain sort of your 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 job, your business of performing and being being a working musician who has been hired for this service. So, yeah, that's huge.
1: Yeah, and so there's a couple things I'll do too. I will stop and just enjoy the sound of my instrument. And that will change the game. Like yeah. it's funny yeah. how just like stopping yes. and just being like like cuz I inherently my philosophy is like, okay, I play and teach and create and like make videos for doing everything about music. That's cool. That's the end of the discussion. That's it. Like Right. So every once in a while when you're like, man, I'm just like, a, just my like my timing just feels odd, like and I just don't feel like any time I like go to play, it feels inspired. And then you just stop. And when And You're just listening to playing along with a band or, you know, this is great when you're playing solo, hitting your instrument or just enjoying hearing a note, not listening to the preconceived notion of everything you've built it up to be yeah. has a weird way of starting to flush flushed out. You know, So
0: I do. I do silly things like i will make if i'm uninspired and and this isn't like if i'm having a bad day this is just if i'm having an uninspired day uh i will make mistakes i will make like intentional this is intentional Mm -hmm. stuff like i know this is not gonna work and it's gonna sound crazy and because that's enough sometimes the ability to laugh is already something more than I have no inspiration whatsoever, right? Yeah. So I I know, um, and that one I think I discovered primarily like seven six years ago or whatever it was when um, when the suitcases started gigging out a lot because um, I was I was the only soloist in the band at that point and I played can I played kazoo can right so I'm already playing in quite the wild group it's I'm already playing a ridiculous instrument and then it's like sometimes. When you are the only soloist, you play 45 songs in a night and I've soloed on all 45 of those songs, you know, by the last 20, you're like, oh my God, I'm out. I have nothing left to say. So then you just start getting a little weird with it. And all of a sudden, sometimes the inspiration comes back because it's just enough to jump, jump jumpstart and take you in a direction that um, you wouldn't normally go. So that's, that's one that I've used.
1: So let's let's flip, because I do want to cover this very quick too. What do you do when your bandmates or your students are feeling very uninspired?
0: Ooh, okay. So I let's, will say, I'm going to start with first? students. Yeah, yeah I'm going to start with students. So the students, there's some contingencies there. If they haven't practiced at all recently, and I know that, and it's been like, I know they haven't been practicing for more than two lessons in a row, let's say. I make it a very boring lesson. I make it painfully boring because it's very hard to be inspired and creative and motivated if you're not putting any time in because I can't do anything new with you. So I can, I can reshape the wheel and make it look different only so many times. And then at some point you have to take the work home. So those are the ones that I don't do anything for. And I actually exaggerate the boredom in the hopes that they'll go do something because they're so tired of hearing the same old thing or doing the same thing that they're just like, oh my God, I'm gonna do anything else. Cause I'd even rather sometimes that they come in and they're like, hey, I know I was supposed to practice that thing, but I started working on this thing. And I was wondering if blah, blah, It's like, oh my gosh, yes, please. Forward motion, love it. For the ones that have been practicing. um, Ooh, I feel like it's so student dependent, but are unmotivated. Most of the time, I've found that it's a mistake that I've been making with them in what I've been focusing on.
1: That's I think a, that's a tough one. It's a tough. So you talked about simplifying, 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 that seems to be, and you know, like you said, every student's different, but when I when like when I'm talking to it and I know a student like who really is into music, and I know they've put in they've paid the energy for the week or the past month, you know. Yeah. It tends to be that like pulling it back tends to tends to have the thing unfold for them. Like pulling right. it away, yeah. Right,
0: and sometimes that's enough. It's amazing how often a student's boredom comes from the fact that they just don't get it. It and and they don't have the where even adult students don't have the wherewithal to communicate that they, they just don't realize they don't get it they tell you they get it You're like oh yeah i understand i'm practicing but then and unfortunately because of that weird like miscommunication like that that not awareness that they don't understand there's like a delay so you see the boredom kick in but we don't see it as as a lack of understanding we see it as like not dealing with business or lack of practicing or they don't care or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it's amazing how common that is.
1: Yeah. I had a student today and, and they had put in energy, but it was just very relevant to this, that we were working on Lydian in comparison to, to, um, major. So just a one note difference for those of you who aren't into the jargon it's just one note difference. You just move one note up. Um, and I saw in their notebook they had all these scales, all these scales. And the student's a very good student. Um, uh, they had all these scales from prior teachers. And I don't know. I'm not one to judge other teachers or anything like that. I, I don't know the circumstances, which other stuff was given. That's not. yeah, you know. But a bunch of other guitar notes and everything like that. Um, for scales and fingerings and these dense chords and so i stopped and i was like okay what's the difference between this major and lydian it's like it's one note like this one note moving this one thing is going to change the entire con like concept of how you view the other six notes here and we went through examples and it's like cool do you see how one difference framed changes everything yeah changes everything and i think like it's very relevant to right now like tweaking one bit of information instead of diving deep but just highlighting one difference opens up it's kind of like like a a, like you know one of those rolling puzzles you know with like the the ball kind of drops on the maze it's kind of like tilting it one way all of a sudden the ball can drop and go through and get like yeah
0: which is a tricky thing, I think, sometimes as a teacher, if you've got a student that's uninspired, um, well, or, or I should say, if you just have a student, you start teaching them, and they tell you they understand a concept, they display that they can replicate what you showed them, and they're like, yep, got it. But if you never take that next step of then asking them to do it in a different context or asking them to do it under different circumstances, sometimes you never see that they actually don't understand that concept at all. And so I feel like um, in an attempt to get to a big teaching concept like as a teacher sometimes we move through those little ones to like oh I'll, I'll just give you I'll give you these couple ones really quick so we can get to you this big thing yeah yeah exactly yeah. and and so they're like oh yeah okay I get that and you're like yeah yeah okay you got that and then they go to the next one you're like oh yeah yeah you got that okay now here's the big one and then we're shocked <laughs> because they're like you kind of see the eyes glazing or just like the kind of silent pause after you're like yeah so you see how that all lies together and then they're like yeah, yeah. And that pause says it all. Yep. It's like, no, I don't. No, yep. I don't. Yep. I have no idea. I think I do. I'm guessing. I feel awkward saying no. You just spent this whole time setting this up. So I think spending time in those little things can help prevent that. But it is tricky to recognize. It's tricky to recognize it because you don't see the communication and self awareness sometimes from the student to. The teacher of what is a lack of understanding and what's a lack of motivation gets a little weird
1: yeah so let's flip to to, let's flip to bandmates yes so the first thing i do when my bandmates are not on it and you can just tell okay how do you
0: mean this though like in a live performing situation yeah in a live
1: or or in a recording session okay yep uh is i don't judge i used to not like, oh, that person's like, oh, I'm going to get that, blah, blah, blah. And I remember we were talking to somebody in between a gig, and they were like, they explained they were having some serious family troubles. And I was just like, oh, that's right. 99.9% of the things I do are, are useless. Now, like some people would, shouldn't say useless don't matter. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, that's like, you know, that's very nihilistic. It's like, no, that's very relevant because what really matters to people, having shelter, having food having safety, you know, like, like family, friends, like the notes I play on the guitar, like they matter a lot to me, Yeah, but they don't matter. Like, and, and so that moment of a couple of years ago when this happened was a real, like smack on the back of the head. So it all depends on the circumstance of the bandmate and the person. Yeah. I try to read people as well as I can. And then accept that with the, this, that the with the information that I have, that I'm gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Meaning that like, some nights, my bandmates aren't gonna have it, or the people that I'm gonna like. You yep. can just vibe, and I'm gonna try to get them involved, and they're just gonna push it away. Yes. And that's that it that it is. But that's the price I pay, for 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 reaching out, yep. because this is what I well, and know, that's
0: I mean that is. The collaborative music making, you know what I mean? You're going to get different levels from different people at, at any given day, any given hour, any given show, it's always going to fluctuate. And I think it is that like sort of making lemonade yeah. out of what you have. Um, I have, I, I, I feel like I've had a couple different responses fully dependent upon the kind of. Of musician I was working with because I had some again (laughs) it's it's literally the same thing as the students just in a different situation um I feel like there are some people that if I know that they're going home and like I know that they've put the time in on a project and they're coming in and they're goofing and they're making mistakes or or they're just whatever they're just not they're bleh you know what i mean yeah yeah um then it's kind of like oh well we'll just you know this is this is the this is the gig we take it some win some lose and we'll do the best that we can with this one and and say la vie um and if anything is that sense of camaraderie can help a lot in that situation so that that person just doesn't feel like they're just screwing everything up and a failure and and whatever the case may be. Yeah.
1: yeah. Isolation is a deadly game up on stage because then, you know, gigs can flip three hours can feel like five minutes or a 45 minute set can feel like four hours. It's weird up there. It's weird up there.
0: So that's like, I definitely go there. If, if it's like that you're the kind of musician that I know you've been going over stuff or I know you check in and I know you handle business. If I know you don't handle business, I pretty much turn into an ice queen. And if you want to talk about isolation, I can make you feel like you are king in the north all by yourself
1: oh, in the wilderness. A good Harry Potter reference right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But
0: but because even, unfortunately, even if at that point I have a hard time, and this is my, this is maybe my bust, which is I have a hard time acknowledging even if there is other circumstances in your life that might be kicking in if you haven't been working and i know you haven't been practicing and i know you haven't been dealing with your business anyway my tolerance for life hiccups greatly diminishes
1: yeah so i guess it depends too on whether it's a band that you work with full-time with the same members right or it's like you know if it's in a situation if it's someone i
0: don't know very well if this is like a like a sub situation or this and that my my tolerances are like it's just a whole different ball game it's just like we are trying to get you in we're trying to show you like will you we're gonna make the most of this whatever it may be Mm
1: -hmm. and then so yeah when you're when you're with bandmates that you work with consistently and you are the lineup the game kind of changes a little bit because the expectations of what it is changes. Yeah. because You've, you've picked each other. You've picked each other through thick and thin. Yep. Um, you know, it's funny too. There's not a lot of times in my life where the first set somebody has been isolated. And I think that like, this is, you know, I like being the person to, to kind of like try to talk to people. I like this. Um, where people felt isolated and they haven't communicated that they felt isolated and then following up with why, whether that's gig related or outside, whether that's a lie, like, you know, man, like people come up, like it depends on the person too and the mindset, but mm-hmm. like, you know, people who are in it to win it and they put in work and it's just not working. They'll go in the, man, I'm just not on it tonight. Like something yeah. blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. You know they'll like yeah. people who have put yeah. in the work will will own up to it because they know yeah and they're like and at that point it's like I'll also try depending on the person if they're a flamboyant person personality they like being up I'll give up solos whether that's uh, yeah, drums or bass yeah yeah bass. Help inspire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah 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 absolutely and usually I won't tell them right before it happens. That's I'll awesome. go up to the mic. That's awesome. Yeah, and then because you can't plan it out too much because then they get in. But that usually, thing I used to do that to my buddy Antonio when we were playing out a lot. I'd just be like, like on the middle of the song, and would be like, oh, I'm bass guitar, Antonio. And I'd put down my guitar and I'd grab a beer. And then you, what are you going to do? You, you can't be like, no, Ryan, I'm off stage. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. You have to solo. Um. And he would kick and scream. But then also I saw him get way more into it because he's the type of person that like I got to know really well. He's a good friend of mine that he has a a lot of depth to his personality and his playing Yeah. that like he likes to be able to, to get in his comfort zone and be able to explore sound, you know, like not all the time. He doesn't want to be that person all the time, but
0: every once in a while.
1: And that's good. Like I always, you know, kind of wrap it up on this. I always say to everybody, people can't, Hear the difference between like Lydian or Phrygian or anything, but people read body language for a living. Yep. They've been doing it since they've been born. Yeah. So like if you change your body language when somebody's not feeling it or when you're not feeling it, you'll be surprised at how much different things can get. Yeah. If you show you know, because I can hear when, when people are are struggling, but then I look over and they're like, they're listening and they're digging and they want, you know, they want it and they're, they're battling through it. I like look over and I'm i I'm gonna give them about 10% of what I, you know, I'm going to feed them a little yeah. bit. And then other people start to see that. It's, you know, it's that theory of like, raise your hand in class because you don't know who else has the same question. You go talk to the bandmate, you go do something. You start to write what I talked about earlier, just that one thing. We just need that one thing. You start to feed that. You'll be surprised at the results you can get from it. Yeah. You know, be the change. We are the world. <laughs>
0: cool. Oh, wow. On that note. On that note.
1: All right. So we have to end with a surprise. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip. Okay.
0: I'm pretty straightforward like that.
1: Yeah. So I would do chocolate chip cookie dough, but I would take out the chocolate chips.
0: Oh, you'd eat the dough? Yeah. The fake dough? Oh, that's so gross. What?
1: Well- yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm eating. I'm, I'm eating I'm, ice cream. For out those of a, you yeah.
0: that can't see, I'm just like judging him with my eyes from I'm, across I'm the eating, table right now.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm eating ice cream. I, like, why would I care about the dough? Like. It's More importantly, sugar. I
0: follow up your question with, "What is your favorite ice cream brand?"
1: Uh, I really like Haagen-Dazs. Because, oh. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. I'm, More respect I'm, for you across I'm like the table now. Kind of Dutch. So that's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, all right
1: whoa you trying to jump me on my own ice cream i, I like right. i like butter pecan
0: oh i thought i thought the cookie dough was your no idea.
1: no no i'm saying i would eat that but you you like the parts that i don't i'll start bringing it and i'll start shoveling out the crummy parts all this <laughs> it's real chocolate too it's real chocolate everybody all right
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us we'll see you next time